Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Damon Beyond. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And not even two weeks have passed since the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft. And we have another huge acquisition now. Granted, not as huge, but still not, pretty much. Yeah, mon- it's mon- kind of weird. Like, this this would have been a huge acquisition before the Activision Blizzard one, but well, this wasn't be, even a tenth as much money. To be fair, that's as big as a video game acquisition can conceivably be. Like, I yeah. can't see that ever being topped. Like, ever. Yeah. Unless, like, Microsoft buys Sony or something or crazy. Nintendo. yeah. But uh, Sony has purchased Bungie, and that statement is rife with irony i think because bungie most famous for creating halo and halo being the sort of poster boy of xbox bungie is now a playstation first party studio and uh it's a it's a wild turn of events 22 2022 is absolutely crazy like yeah this is the first like xbox buying activision blizzard felt good to me like as a consumer, because I'm like, oh, all these games are going to come to Game Pass, and like, Activision Blizzard is mismanaged in a pretty, pretty bad way. So like, that's a good thing. Sony buying Bungie has me thinking like, oh no, these were both bad things. Like, yeah, th- th- this is these see, are both seeing the bad trend things. continue. Yeah. No, really this, sucks. I said this in the last episode yeah, that did. like yeah. this is and I, it's just so much more clear to me now. But yeah, you did say this. Yeah, credit where credit's due. It's it's happening. <laughs> like yeah. sooner or later, there's not going to be hardly anyone left, and they're it, all disappearing. Everything's it, gone away. And it is worth mentioning, right? Like this isn't like some reactionary, like oh, knee jerk six billion dollar purchase, right? Like these deals have been in the works for like months, if not years, right? Well, that's but, like, not to say it's not reactionary, like. Sony probably knew right way but, before we did. Like it could it, it's not knee jerk. It's definitely not knee jerk, but it's not necessarily not a reaction. If, if if I were to guess, I would say that, you know, let's say Sony found out that Microsoft was planning all these huge acquisitions maybe a couple years ago and then started planning their own. Yeah. That's how I would guess this panned out. But and it, uh, yeah, like we, we talked last week that like Sony needed a first person shooter and like who who better than Bungie? Yeah, no, this so we can talk about the actual mechanics of this acquisition now. Like it's it's interesting to me because like we highlighted there that one very weak aspect of Sony's first party. And this really does like plug it up quite nicely in from both the hey, I'm getting a one of the best first person shooter developers around and B we're getting one of the best multiplayer creators around. So yeah. like in, in one swoop, it's actually a qu- pretty smart buy. The more puzzling aspect of this purchase to me, and and granted, I, I'm all for what Sony is doing here uh, in contrast to, I think, Microsoft, who's going to keep games away from PlayStation. They came out and said that Bungie is free to publish their games wherever they want. And Bungie came out and said, like, we're still going to be publishing games to PC and Xbox as well. And not just not just Destiny, they said our future games as well. So this is really puzzling to me, right? Like, I'm glad that's the case, right? I want Bungie's games to be available everywhere. But from, like, I guess a business perspective, like, it's wild to me that Sony, of all people, is letting this happen. Like, you'd think they'd lock all of that down to PlayStation. Yeah, it is an interesting... I wonder the if only... they think they're going to get something out of Bungie that they could barter like with call that's of Duty. exactly like, what i was thinking like bungie's working on the next big ip like their next big ip right and yeah. 
you know, pie in the sky, like total random guess here, but maybe Sony has what they've seen of it convinces them that it will be competitive with COD. And it'll, it's a sort of like bargaining chip, like, hey, if you keep letting us have COD, we'll let you have this thing. I don't That's just pure speculation. But I, like, and yeah. it's, it's kind of wild to say, but if anyone can produce such a thing, it is Bungie. Right. Yeah, like, I, that that's kind of the exciting thing about this to me is that like this could be what it takes to pull Bungie away from Destiny, which like I think Destiny is a pretty good shooter. I don't but a think horrible, miserable video game to play. I, like, here's the thing: I don't think Bungie is going to be pulled away from Destiny anytime soon. I think they're going to have like multiple teams, right? Because yeah, like, like, I don't to know get if you the know talent this? from Bungie working on something other than something as well as Destiny. I don't. Right. I don't want Destiny to go away. I don't care. Like people like it. But like, um, to have that, to have a game that shoots as well as Destiny shoots, but is also a good video game, would be extremely nice to me. Yeah, and also like I don't know if you know this, but Bungie has around a thousand employees. Oh my god, they're massive. Bungie's huge. Yeah, I didn't know that. That makes sense, yeah. though. I mean, to keep to keep games like Destiny running, that's what it takes. But here's the thing: like, I bet half of them are working on Destiny, and the other half are working on on their new IP, right? Like, yeah. and who knows if they have even more projects in the works. One one thing to look into is that uh, Bungie is so. Why did Bungie partner with Sony and not someone else? Right? Because like it came out after the deal was made public that Microsoft was courting Bungie as well. Well, I and, think it's interesting that Bungie partnered with anybody because they've had not great luck with it. Like they 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 left Xbox and then they worked with Activision Blizzard for a bit, and they left Activision Blizzard for you know, what, what may be somewhat obvious reasons. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Cause Bungie was owned by Xbox. I don't know how they got out of that <laughs> situation, to be honest. Like, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I forget. I may, maybe I just forgot. I knew at one point, but Activision Blizzard didn't actually own Bungie. Bungie was independent. Bungie just partnered up like under contract okay. with Activision Blizzard. And they somehow got out of that contract and became like a completely free agent. And Bungie always said like they value their independence and I think this is why the nature and language around this Activision is the way it is or I can't even talk today this I'm so acquisition. Yeah, yeah the the nature and language around this acquisition is the way that it is right like the fact that Sony publicly came out and say said that they're an independent subsidiary of Sony right like I don't even think they're considered first party right like they're basically free to do whatever they want it's just that the money goes to Sony now yeah. I think I think that's the way, and I think that is why they're putting it everywhere on Xbox and PC. It's a very this one move is very Xbox slash Microsoft style. I think in that they're seeing the value of the software first, right? They know Bungie creates this extremely lucrative live service game in Destiny, and that they're probably creating another one right now, right? And the fact that these games make bank through their microtransactions. And, I, I and will say that, like, almost certainly there's going to be PlayStation exclusive content. Well, it's funny you say that because, like, even before this purchase, like, but Destiny was rife with PlayStation exclusive content. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because PlayStation always buys that. They, there's, you know, Call of Duty exclusive content on PlayStation. There's, like, I think yeah. Ultimate Alliance or something. Or no, that was a Switch exclusive. But there was and some did, Marvel game where you could only play it. Oh, it was it was Avengers, right? Where you only yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, but we I don't I, talk I, about that game though. Yeah, that game's. Uh, see, that's the other thing. Like that's the thing with Bungie. Like, not only they're one of the few developers 
to create massive, like, cultural zeitgeist shifting IPs back to back, right? They created Halo and Destiny. And granted, you know, like, Destiny. You know, I do like, not think Destiny is as big as Halo. It's ever. not as big as Halo, but it's pretty freaking big, dude. It's probably it is, the yeah. biggest live service game out there. Nah, Fortnite. I, yeah, it's it, it is Fortnite, yes, but like they're different kinds. Of, I guess Destiny is more of like an MMO. Destiny created its own sort of genre. Yeah, is is what I'm trying MMO to say. Light, and it, I don't even think Destiny is as big as WoW was at its peak. But like, Destiny is an MMO. Like, I, I don't even think there's an argument to be made that Destiny is like anything but an MMO. Like, it, it certainly is light, but it, new MMOs coming out are more like Destiny than they are like WoW a lot of the time. Like, but yeah, I think I think just to. To, to bring it back, like, I think that that is why that Sony is letting Destiny and Bungie be everywhere, because they know the micro transactions that these live service games will generate will give them far more money than just keeping everything exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah. So it's a unique sort of shift in strategy for this one specific thing. And like you said, I like your idea of it being a bargaining chip, too. Like, I don't know if, like... It, it it's maybe it's like a nuclear deterrent of sorts like obviously yeah, i don't see that paying off but i think like i don't that, either because like i think cod is way more popular yeah but, there's no way a new ip challenges cod i don't think it's possible but again if anyone could do it i think it's bungie yeah like i think they could they have it they're one of the few developers i think that could create a cod level multiplayer game yeah Oh, yeah, I, one um, other yeah I sorry go ahead it's worth noting that this is not going to be the end i would say by the by, the end of this year, there's going to be like a few more gigantic acquisitions, though. Or no, you you showed uh, Jeff Keeley said that, didn't he? Like, yeah, and Jeff Keeley is a very knowledgeable person in the industry. He said that there he knows of several deals that are already in like the final stages of negotiation. So like, this is only this is February second, right? Like, this year has barely started, and like we've already seen gigantic like industry shifting moves. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's safe anymore. Like like last week I'd have told you Rockstar was safe, EA is safe probably. I don't believe that anymore. Like nobody's safe. Yeah. I, yeah except Epic Games. Epic Games is safe because Epic Games yeah, they have the Epic Games. Honestly? Game. Yeah. They're I also backed I by Tencent. I don't know about that. No one's no, they're backed by Tencent. No one's outbidding Tencent for Epic Games. No. Oh, uh, right. Tencent, Tencent's another no huge way. player in all of this. They could buy whatever they want, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, they could easily buy Microsoft. They have the capital. Okay, let's not get crazy. Not Microsoft. Get, get crazy <laughs> wild. China buys Microsoft. It's all <laughs> that's over. Not, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to happen. Then Genshin Impact gets censored again. I mean, oh, they, maybe they could buy they could buy Sony, presumably, but not yeah. Microsoft. <laughs> Keep yeah. in mind, Microsoft is way, way bigger than just Xbox. Yeah, so, Sony's also way, way bigger than PlayStation. But here's the thing. PlayStation makes up most of their money, yeah. uh, and even though they do other things, right? PlayStation, they're a gaming company now, for, first and foremost. They weren't always like that, but now they are. Uh, Microsoft software and like sales is like their biggest vertical by far right like gaming's not even close to their biggest yet but yeah, i, I mean, say yet yeah, is right probably the most important piece of software in the world like yeah so yeah so almost anything is possible but not quite everything right because i don't think tencent's gonna shell out like a trillion plus dollars right that's 
Honestly, they need to. They have epic games. At this point, I'm not even surprised. I wouldn't be surprised anymore. I I did hear an I did see an interesting uh, news post. I think earlier today that EA is looking to looking for acquisitions as well. Not looking to not looking to sell. Looking to buy. So I I don't know if that means like EA is seeing themselves as like another big sort of pillar in all of this when all is said and done. But like I do think that EA. Like, even that being said, like, I feel like if someone rolled up to EA with a large enough truck of cash, anything is fair game. But, yeah, I what if EA buys, you know, Take-Two, Rockstar, for example? That would be, yeah, that'd be crazy. I, yeah. God, that would, uh, that, that makes me worry. Here's the thing. I, I mean, I'm I, already worried about the state of Kerbal Space Program, too. <laughs> but any, I think that IP changing hands, any would have me terrified. I think out of everyone... All these big players buying people, I think I trust EA the least to manage that well. I don't want them buying anyone because I'm well, afraid they'd ruin them. Yeah. That is confusing because EA, weirdly, they bought a bunch of AA studios and like ran them into the ground, right? Yes. But like they've actually been pretty chill with their indie studios. Like EA has been a very good indie publisher. Well, I don't know how I don't know how good the deals have been, but like didn't EA publish It Takes Two? Like Yeah, so I think EA, uh, Take Two, Ubisoft probably up for grabs. I wanna. I know, like this is almost like a part two of last week where we just speculate on what could happen. But like, from software, Bando Namkai, I feel like they're up for grabs. If I'm being quite honest with you, <laughs> you just said Bando Namkai. Yeah, they they own from software. I know it's it's Bandai Namkai. Bando Namkai. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen here, I I have not. I'm like out of it right now. I'm like totally out of it. I'm totally yeah. So, but yeah, I, I Bandai Namco is absolutely one I could see getting bought. I agree with you. I could I could see Sony scooping them. I could see Sony scooping up from software for sure. I could see Sony scooping up Sony. Scooping up. I cannot. I, I, I always I, say words. Right? I definitely heard um, Sony. I could see Sony scooping up uh, Square Enix as well. The one I don't. Yeah, I could. I could see either grabbing Square Enix. Honestly, who's getting Capcom? Yeah, I I hope none of this happens. God, this sucks. We're really um, creating the I Avengers think... of terrifying gaming. See, see like this thoughts. sounds like wild speculation, I... but like this is totally all no, on the it's... table now. Like this is well, the only one I think is safest. I think Take Two is a lot less likely to be. I mean, GTA Five alone yeah. makes in, but so does Call of Duty. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like right, like you, all of your arguments I, are. Void. I do not think PlayStation could afford to buy Take Two. I think Microsoft maybe could, and that would be that would be if you have Take Two and you have Activision Blizzard, that's game over. Like, so just to put this into context, right? Like, just how much things are escalating. So Sony bought Insomniac, Sony bought Insomniac. for two to three hundred million dollars. Now they buy Bungie for what? Like it was like five point some billion. No, nah, I think it was it was four something. I think. Yeah, I that's but that's still like several degrees higher. Than like the scale we're used to from Sony, at least it was only three point six billion. Okay, three point six billion. So yeah, <laughs> only well, three point yeah. six billion. That's not. That's like not even a twentieth of how much Microsoft paid for Activision Blizzard. Yeah, like, it, that is wild. But c- consider here, like, also like consider the fact: what are they paying? They're paying three point six billion essentially at this point for Destiny. Right, like that's what what it is right now. Obviously, it's not going yeah. to stay that way, but it's just wild to me that like that's how valuable they see. I guess Destiny and and Bungie's developers. I guess Destiny being worth three point six billion dollars is not crazy to me. Like, 
Yeah, it is. That yeah. game makes a lot of money. It does. The people that play Destiny are the people that play Destiny today will never stop playing Destiny, and they will continue to pay for it. Like, yeah, and they've got like the new Witch Queen expansion coming out, and Bungie came out and said that it's like the most, it's on track to be the most pre-ordered expansion they've ever had. So, yeah, I really wish I would get to play it, but their onboarding is so bad that I. Can't it is really bad, it. man. Like even me, who's seasoned like if i try to get back to destiny like five minutes go by and i'm like what is happening like i have no yeah to be clear when i'm saying destiny is a bad game like when i actually get into the content i am having a good time when i play destiny when i say it's a bad game i'm saying that like i a person who wants to play your video game feel incapable of doing it yeah i i totally agree with that like as someone who has like hundreds of hours in destiny 2 i feel in unqualified to play that game now which is crazy yeah. to say but I, I do want to highlight one particular uh, thing that was said about Sony and Bungie specifically. Sony mentioned that they're very interested in Bungie's internal tools and how they can shape and help the wider Sony uh, first party studio. Uh, so group. I can't help but wonder, and this is selfish of me, I'll admit. I can't help but wonder how much of that is like Bungie's multi-platform experience. Is bringing yeah, Destiny to PC. That's an interesting thought, but like they already have Nixus for that. I was thinking more of their experience with like multiplayer gaming in general, maybe, or maybe like. Well, I mean, yeah, but Sony doesn't have a bad track record with multiplayer gaming. Like they don't, but like they haven't, like they don't have any smash hit multiplayer games. Yeah, I guess I just mean from a technical perspective. Like you made it sound like it was a tool set. Thing it is, it like, is a tool set. Thing. Uncharted 3's multiplayer wasn't good, but it was functional. Like, right. It, I, I, and it is a tool set thing. And but to what that tool set is, I we can only speculate, right? Like yeah. so. Uh, it, so Sony mentioned that was one plus they were getting from them, and interestingly, a plus that Bungie mentioned that they were getting from Sony. And what made Sony attractive to them as a buyer is that they're interested in Sony's multimedia capabilities in in that they want like Destiny to be like a TV show or a movie or something like that. So uh, they want yeah. I think another reason they went with Sony is because Sony has the infrastructure to sort of facilitate that sort of goal, right? Like to facilitate Destiny's eventual multimedia presence. Which is interesting, yeah. right? Like I as someone who has spent a lot of time in destiny you know across destiny one and two there is really good lore there the story is not <laughs> not really that engaging to me i i some people would disagree with that so i don't know like how well a tv show could work right if it follows the story of destiny now if the tv show is just set in the world of destiny and is in a totally original show i guess that could work right like there's lots of lore there that they could pull from but it's I, just I'll, I'll say it we're all thinking it if Nathan Fillion is in it, I'll watch it. Like, yeah, that would know, be cool. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. Although I think he's dead in Destiny now. That's not a spoiler because I don't actually know. He, he is, but okay, that's a spoiler. <laughs> well, then it is. I a mean, spoiler. like, come on, like that was like several yeah, expansions ago. Okay, but yeah, like if it's a side story and Nathan Fillion is in it, I'm I'm there day one. Especially after how good Arcane was, I'm willing to give a lot of things a shot right now. Yeah, I mean, like, so, but the thing with like Destiny, the lore of Destiny spans like eons, like tens of thousands of years. So they could literally cherry pick any time period and make endless content out of it. Like they've really done a good job. It's a really unique case, right? Like, cause I feel like the lore of Destiny is actually top tier, like very competitive with like the best lore out there. But like the execution it's, of the story has been like 
kind of meh, at least in my opinion. I, I was going to say, like, I can't argue with you because my experience playing Destiny, I don't know any of the lore. And I've played, I've played like 30 hours of Destiny 2. Like, yeah, th- that's the crazy thing about Destiny lore. The barrier to entry is so freaking high, right? Like, you have to read, like, every item. You have to, like... It feels higher than Dark Souls. It, it, I, I, oh, I totally think it is higher. Than, the only reason I've been able to parse Destiny's lore is to is due to YouTubers, right? Like I, I look stuff up and like watch these yeah. like three hour videos on certain topics. And I'm just like, huh, that's cool. Never would have gotten that myself, right? Like, and that's a problem, right? Like it's it, it, yeah. it, like somewhere that disconnect happened where they have brilliant lore, but like no way for anyone to access it. But like maybe. A TV show would be a way to access it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I and I would give it a shot. I mean, especially like you know the cutscenes are pretty and stuff. And yeah, and like I guess I need to be more lenient, right? Because like I said, a TV show based in Destiny doesn't really excite me. But then like if you had told me like, oh, you're gonna love a League of Legends show like a year ago, I would have yeah. like laughed at you, right? Like it, I hate League of Legends, but Arcane was Arcane like, is brilliant. It's brilliant. Can't. Can't stress enough how much you should forgive League of Legends enough to watch Arcane. Yeah, so like I have I, a gripe with League of Legends though, because League of Legends is like legalized cocaine. It all right? I don't know. It's a I don't game. Know okay, prepared to unpack that. <laughs> it's a game that makes me want to like die every time I play it. But Honestly, then I stopped playing it for 24 hours, and I want to play League of Legends again. I think every League player shares that sentiment. I'm not even joking with you. Like, I, I, it's there's it, there's no way it should be legal. League, league should could Riot legal get acquired? No, Riot, Riot's huge. Riot, yeah, Riot oh, okay. is owned by Tencent. But like, if if I don't know, like there was some speculation on like Tencent spinning Riot off into like an independent thing. And if that happens, then I guess someone could acquire Riot, but Riot themselves are so huge too, right? Like, League of Legends is massive. Yeah. Right? Le- like, League of Legends is, like, Fortnite-level massive. God, what is... Nah, nobody's gonna acquire Roblox. Roblox is... I think Roblox makes more money than Nintendo. That's wild to me. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's, uh, it's extremely exploited. Actually, that- there's a... What, uh, what channel? There's a, there's a YouTube video recently about how, uh, Roblox is exploiting kids. Let me get a. Oh yeah. Let me get. I want to credit that because I think everybody should watch it because it's disgusting. People make games. That's the YouTube channel. Uh, investigation: How Ro- Roblox is exploiting young developers. I think if you're interested or you know people who you know kids who are playing Roblox all the time, I think it's a pretty good idea to watch that video. It's not real long. As a degenerate company, they're they're horrible. Mm. It is rife with like. It, I don't. I don't want to get into slanderous territory because I'm not as well researched as they are. But they talk about like, you know, pedophiles in that video Jeez. a good bit, and how Roblox is doing nothing to prevent it, and it it's pretty nasty. That's it's, yeah. That's really sinister because I know like Roblox is really popular with like a younger audience. Yeah, it's more dangerous. I, I think the kids playing Roblox are a lot safer than the developers who are also children. Hmm. Uh, making games for Roblox, so yeah, that's a whole. That's 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 a whole. Thing. Really, that's a whole other topic. We could do an episode on it sometime, but I don't know that we're well read enough to do. We couldn't top people make games. Yeah, I mean, I think you did the Didn't right thing. Roblox uh, threaten legal action. 
Yes, against people make games. Yeah, yeah. they they accused them of uh, I forget. It's slander or libel. One of them is spoken and one is written. Slander but, is spoken, yeah. libel is written. Okay, and I don't know which one a YouTube video counts as, but but yeah. Anyway, before the Roblox tangent, you mentioned something that made me perk up. Nintendo. Where is Nintendo in all of this? Right, like I think I think they Nintendo just, just won't sell. I think they just stay the course. Right, they're not going to buy yeah. anyone. No, right? they're not interested. No, Nintendo. I I mean, Nintendo's never bought anyone, have they? I think they have in the past, just like uh, small studios. But I, I did they buy um, who makes Metroid Prime? Retro. Did they buy Retro? I don't think so. Because so, yeah, that Nintendo tends to just have long lasting partnerships. Like they didn't even buy Rare. Like they had the opportunity and they yeah. chose not to. Here's the thing, though. Like I think that was then. This is now, sort of right. Like if any t- any time period were to change Nintendo's stances, this would be the one. At the same time, saying that, like I could probably see that i, just I disagree because i don't think nintendo's feeling this at all like nintendo does not care that xbox bought activision blizzard just now it is weird right like because nintendo has created their own pocket for themselves where like nothing really affects them except themselves yeah, nintendo was not dependent on call of duty selling on the nintendo switch i don't yeah. even know if there has been a call of duty on nintendo switch not on switch right like i think the last time cod was on nintendo was it was on the wii u wii wii u right like i i thought it was yeah. wii because I remember... No, it was on the Wii U, because they did some neat stuff with the gamepad, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Nintendo is probably not in this at all, but, like, what if they were, though? What if they we just hear tomorrow that they buy, like, From Software or something wild like that? I mean, yeah, I just don't think Nintendo's going to be hurting. I, I just don't think they care, because, like, Microsoft releases games on the Switch. Like, Doom Eternal... Well, I guess Doom Eternal was pre-acquisition. Yeah, it? all all of the games have been pre-acquisition thus far. Okay, but like, I don't see like if there's another Doom game, I bet it still comes to Nintendo Switch. I don't think that Microsoft and I don't think Microsoft sees Nintendo as a competitor right now. I think really. here's the thing: I think Microsoft will only allow games going forward if it's via Game Pass. I think they're really trying to push Game Pass on everything. Maybe. So we'll see. I, I do think if Nintendo were to buy someone, and that's a big if, right? I don't actually think it'll happen, but if it happens, it'll 100% be a Japanese company, a smaller yes. Japanese company. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know that I, I was very quick to agree with that, and I no longer, because Nintendo works with a lot of non-Japanese companies like Retro, and uh, who was it that made Star Fox originally? I can't remember. They were They were British, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know, like, they're they're yeah. comfortable working with a bunch of other people, like, they work with Microsoft, right? But, like, I like, think Nintendo I has a lot, I think Nintendo has a lot of pride in being Nintendo, and I think that means a lot to yeah. them. If you read tomorrow that Nintendo acquired Mercury Steam, though, would you be surprised? Who's Mercury Steam? They, uh, they made, uh, the new Metroid. Oh, no, I wouldn't be too surprised. Hear me yeah, out, Crackpot so like- Theory, Valve gets bought out by Epic Games. Nah. There's no so here's the thing. Like I think if you have a storefront like Epic and Valve, you're not going anywhere. Like if you oh, got yeah. a storefront, right? So we're talking Epic, Valve, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, right? Like you're already so ingrained. Like that storefront's already bringing you so much money. It's like not really sensible to sell, right? Yeah, I mean Epic has more money than Valve probably, but Valve also has more money than like they know what to do with. Yeah, like, and they're. Valve isn't publicly traded, are they? So, like... I do not think so. I do not believe they're beholden to stockholders, and, like, Gaben kind of just seems interested in, like, 
doing stuff he wants to do with that company. So I don't see him ever selling it. Like he wants to make VR and he wants to make the steam deck and like, they're just kind of playing around with stuff. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even feel like, obviously they're motivated by profits. I'm not saying that they are kind hearted, you know, Robin hood company or anything, but like they, they just do what they want to do. It seems like they're not super driven by profit. That said, they're still pretty scummy about their adherence to the 30, 30, 70 split on game developers and everything. But yeah, I don't see them selling like they just they'll say, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I maintain that. Like, if you got a storefront, you're probably not going anywhere. Yeah, unless no, I don't agree <laughs> unless. with that. EA has a storefront. I I could still see EA getting. Yeah, it. but it's not like on the level of any of the other ones I just mentioned. No, but it exists. I neither is Epic. Epic. I mean, user base wise, Epic Game Store is not on the same level as Steam. Yeah, but Epic, you you have to factor in like Fortnite, right? Like, Fortnite. so yeah, yeah. I I just don't think it's fair to use. Oh the wow! This news just popped up on my phone. Oh, this is interesting. It ties in so well. Sony offers Bungie employees $1.2 billion retention incentive plan. They really value the Bungie employees. I I think it's a plan to say like, hey, if you stay at Bungie, we're going to, you know, bump up your pay a lot. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Calling it a 1.2 billion retention plan in the same sentence as employees. I'm like, they're not paying the employee $1.2 billion. No, I mean, they can't afford That's to pay total. each employee one point. Yeah, total. Like, yeah. So this money will be used as an incentive like package for the people already yeah. at Bungie. So that just shows to me they're really serious about buying Bungie and keeping the people at Bungie at Bungie. They must really value the talent they have. For, uh, That's I guess fascinating for, anyway, because like retention is a serious not a problem for game development studios. It's a problem for individual game developers because like they don't typically, you know, a lot of game development companies lay off their employees after a project is done. I I've always kind of assumed Bungie was not one of them. Right. And well, that's also an element, but another element is especially in the AAA space. Like if you have experience working on a AAA game, like the world's your oyster, right? Like, and particularly if you have experience shipping ex- successful AAA games, like pretty much anyone will hire you in the gaming industry, right? And and the fact that Sony knows that and is going out of their way to being like, hey, if you stay, we'll pay you more. Like, I don't think I've seen something like this happen in, in gaming yet, which no. is kind of interesting. Well, it's also, I mean, it, before the past few years, nothing like this would have been so public, I feel right, like. Right, yeah, true. But like I do see this as like a very much a doubling down on Bungie, which is which is fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah. Wild times, boys. What a year it's been. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, it's just February second. It's wild because like I definitely wanted to do like a little meta here, but like I definitely didn't wanted to do our continuation of like, hey, this is the state of gaming in twenty twenty two. Cause we we've done that the past couple of years. But I've just not been able to even bring that up because such massive things keep happening as soon as we started recording this year so yeah okay uh do we have any other thoughts on bungie and sony no i really think i'm kind of spent on it no thoughts head empty yeah i'm worried about it we'll see you next week when uh you know microsoft buys ea or whatever yeah but uh until then yeah you want to talk about what you've been playing uh, yeah, I want to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I got a lot to say about this game. 
Yeah, so I uh, have, I'll just chime in as appropriate. I only have two hours in this game, so I can't speak to it like you are about to, but go ahead. Yeah, I kind of want to preface this. I, I do this thing, I think I've said it on the show before. It's easier to see the good in a bad game and the bad in a good game. Like, so like, I had a lot of bad to say about God of War, and I'm about to say a lot of good things about Legends Arceus. So I want to say, God of War was a better game than Pokemon is. Like, pretty much in every way. Yeah, I think, I think I, people are familiar with your, your review style, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. easier to talk about the bad and the good than the good and the good, because you just, there's less of it. And, and it's more glaring. So, so Pokemon Legends Arceus is not, it's a hard sell for what it is, I think. But, like, the stuff it gets right, it gets so right, in my opinion. So Pokemon Legends Arceus, for the, for the uninitiated, is the newest Pokemon game. It came out Friday, I think. Yeah. And we're recording on Wednesday. So it's, it's a more open Pokemon. Really what it is is a cross between Pokemon and Monster Hunter. I, th- I think I saw a few people saying that. And that it really feels inspired by Monster Hunter down to, like, crafting the right tools for the job and stuff which is an element of monster hunter i'm really fond of and like having huge open maps but you know it's not a literal full open world and i think in that comparison pokemon actually looks pretty good it does a good job with its maps it's interesting like the moment-to-moment gameplay is interesting to me you're going around uh, your goal in this one is to complete the pokedex but the pokedex is like a bound notebook because this is the first ever Pokedex. This takes place in the past before much Pokemon research has been done. Yeah. And your goal, like you have to do more than catch a Pokemon to complete its Pokedex entry. You have to like catch it. You might have to catch a few of them. You have to battle a few of them. You want to see them use specific moves or catch them in certain ways. Like, yeah, you really feel like a researcher in this game more than like previous games, right? Like you're actually yeah, and I think that learning that about works Pokemon. for me in a lot of ways. I like it a lot, uh, but it does kind of feel like, hey, we 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 made a lot of systems and stuff, but we didn't really make much video games, so we kind of padded it out by making you grind out the system a lot. Because like I I don't want to go catch a dozen Bidoofs. like Bidoofs, yeah, and that very early game. You have to do that, and it feels kind of bad. Yeah, but the, the later in the game you get, the more you can like catch a variety of Pokemon, and like the later Pokemon you discover have more battle-based objectives about them. I will say, like, I'm very eager to get past the tutorial phase of the game because it's such a yes. slog. I think, like, it's just it is a very like, long I get tutorial. it, it's like, like, but please, it's like two hours. I, I know. Granted, I, I some of it was necessary because like this is so different. It, like a lot of times in a Pokemon game, I'm like, man, stop with the tutorial. I've played a dozen of these things. I don't need it. It is different, and, and I appreciate game, like, there were systems I didn't know know about. I, right? I, I appreciate the tutor- tutorial for the new systems, but I'm still just like rolling my eyes at like, oh, do you know how to battle Pokemon? It's just like, nope, never what did you, that before. What's interesting like, about this game, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it actually shows you the type chart in this it game. Does like, that was literally, literally just, yeah. It put the type chart on the screen, and I was like, oh my god, I don't, like, obviously this has always been there, but I don't think they've ever literally shown it in such a way. Yeah. In such a hideous way, because that type chart is, like, really intimidating. Yeah, I think I just got to the part where I learned about, like, strong style and speed style or whatever. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like, I don't know that that incorporates into a mainline Pokemon game super well. 
It, like there are a lot of people that are hoping this is like the future of Pokemon because it's so much more interesting. And I don't really agree with that. I think there are a lot of mechanics in this game that are going to be one off. I think they took out EVs and IVs too for this game. They did not. There are EVs for sure. Because I, I, I picked up an item that said it increased an EV. Okay, so maybe it's IVs. Maybe. Yeah, I, I definitely know I one, one of the EVs got taken IVs out. Because they replaced it with alpha Pokemon and like big and small Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can just be wandering around and, like, the only way to identify big or small is literally visually. Like, if you see a Bidoof that looks bigger than the others, that's a big Bidoof and it's going to be a little different. And sometimes you have a mission that's like, or, or a Pokedex task thing that's like, hey, we need you to catch three big Bidoofs and, or three small yeah, ones. Yeah, so this, I and think I, this explains, like, I was in the field just exploring, like, obviously very early on and a gigantic Rapidash appeared and just, like, Yes, one shot are, my entire team. And they have like big red eyes. And they, yeah. I believe, just have better stats than the others. And they're also going to be way higher level. But I think they have permanently, like, an alpha has a higher potential than others as well. But yeah, one thing I found really cool about this game, right? Like, you're very much active, not like in other Pokemon mm-hmm. games. Like, Pokemon can attack you physically, like the trainer. Like, you actually have like a dodge button, which is wild to me. Yeah, the boss fights are really f- weird. They feel like. Like baby's first soulsy a little bit because you have iframes <laughs> during your dodge. Yeah, um, I I really like. There's so much in this game. Like it's got good bones, is what I'm saying. Like it, it, there were a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild that I think feel a little silly now, but I can see where they're doing the Breath of the Wild thing. Yeah, they like, definitely got. They were inspired by it to some degree for sure. Like there are moments in this game that feel the way I felt in Breath of the Wild where I'm like seeing it seeing a location and I'm like, "Oh my god, I I know where this is. I saw this in Pokémon uh Diamond. Like this is it thousands of years ago, which is kind of the the inverse of Breath of the Wild, but that that that's there and it feels good, but I think I think there are people who like like Breath of the Wild is constantly giving you stuff for exploring. And Pokemon only has one thing to give you, and that is more Pokemon. Like, I went way off the beaten trail in the first area, uh, and I found, like, a bunch of Scyther around. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I have been rewarded for my exploration by finding a Pokemon I would not have found otherwise. That's the only reward you're ever going to get. That's all the game has to give you. But, like, it's a Pokemon game. Like, what did you expect? It's, It's about... Like, there aren't a lot of cool environments or anything. You're just going to find an area that has Pokemon that are different from the last area. And I think that's that's enough for me, for the exploration and stuff. I'm having a good time with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting past the tutorial phase, because I do think once I get into the the meat of the game, I will like it. Uh, it's yeah. just that, like... I, I think so, too. And I, and I do want to, like, just give props where props are due, right? Like, we've said for the longest time, Game Freak has been making the same game for decades now. This is a different game, right? Like, they tried new mechanics. They tried a new style of game. No, they, they really did. Like, one of my biggest complaints with Game Freak in the past has been, like, hey, like, the RPG genre, even, even Dragon Quest, which is, like, the most set-in-its-ways RPG other than Pokemon, has, like, evolved. And Pokemon, this one does a lot of the Dragon Quest stuff. Like, you can... If you attack an enemy from behind, like if you throw your Pokeball with like to, to actually the only way to get into a battle in this game is to throw a Pokeball that has a Pokemon in it at another Pokemon. Like otherwise a battle will not start. And if you hit a Pokemon from behind, you get like a special attack, like a surprise attack round. And that's a thing that's been in other RPGs for a long time yeah. and is really cool. And it being here now is super cool. And like having stuff in the overworld is really cool. 
in my opinion, the single most important change and the one that will hurt the most if they get rid of it is how seamless getting into a battle is. That's really in cool. In this game, like you throw your Pokemon, there's no there's no big animation. Like the the battle UI just comes up and you fight then and there, like in the same environment and everything. Yes. And that just fixes so many of my problems with Pokemon. Like it really I think it really improves my immersion. Like it makes the world feel way more seamless. Yeah, no, yeah there's so many benefits to it. Like it's so much faster, so grinding doesn't feel bad. It's more immersive because like you know you're not you're not in this weird battle zone and it is this interesting thing in that like i feel like more than the previous pokemon games like you really feel like you're the trainer like like in the previous games you feel like the pokemon you're fighting as i think to a degree no but But in this one you're very clearly like like one of one of the favorite things that i have about this battle system is that like if i see a pokemon that i know i'm gonna like take out in one shot but i need to do it for a research thing i can throw my pokemon out there and just keep walking wherever I was going yeah. and still do the inputs. And like the battle will end and my Pokemon will return to me. I didn't have to sit there and watch the battle happen. Yeah, it's very cool how you can like start a battle, but like it's still like real, like you can, it's still real time. You can still move around. You can still do whatever, like as yeah. the battles happen. And, and Dragon Quest Eleven is like that. And it it's really good. Like it's a good, it's just a really good system. And, and I also think that like there are a lot of benefits to it. Like, I don't know for sure that the animations in this game are better than the animations in Sword and Shield, but they feel better to me. Yeah, I don't... They still are very... They're simple, but like, just the fact that they're in a real world, yeah. like, instead of these perfectly flat arenas, it's, that adds a it's lot. It's still wild to me, because, like, games like Pokemon Coliseum have better animation than this. Like, yes. it, it, is, yeah. it is a little jarring. That like I feel like they just need to in- really invest in their animation for the next go around and just keep those animations for the next you know ten years or whatever. But like these animations yeah. definitely need updating. It, it does feel like they are doing that because I think I, I guess so. Major negatives we'll talk now. The performance in this game is atrocious. It it's pretty good in handheld. I don't notice it nearly as much. But playing this on my TV. It is so muddy. I was going to say, I refuse to play it on my TV. I've only played this in handheld just because, like, I don't mind performance as much in a handheld. So it's less jarring to me. Well, the performance is better in hand. Like, the frame rate isn't, I mean, it's not the right home about, but it doesn't affect the gameplay at all. And, like, you don't notice the resolution scaling on handheld. But when you're playing on, on a TV, it's really, really bad. It looks like a 3DS game. Like, yeah. It gets so pixelated. It gets it gets muddy. It, it actually kind of hurts my eyes sometimes and makes me a little motion sick. Like it, the frame rate drops to nothing. And I think a part of that is because they future proofed these Pokemon models. They don't have any low poly models for these guys, so they can only have a few of them on screen at once. And even you know having a few of them on screen at once tanks the frame rate, tanks the mm-hmm. resolution. It's it's really held back by the switch and also potentially held back. You know, Game Freak does not have a good track record with optimizations. Yeah, all true. That's my biggest complaint. I think other than like there is kind of a lack of game. Like if you are not someone who gets satisfaction from just going out and catching Pokemon and seeing the Pokemon and exploring, you're not gonna. The story's nothing to write home about. There's no Pokemon League. There are very few trainer battles. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That, I don't know. It, I I think. Uh, the most appealing thing about it to me is that it is different, finally. And yeah. it shows that Game Freak can do something different if they really put their mind to it. 
Yeah, and, and it, it's it, it's still like a fun game to sit down and play. Yeah, and I do think like much like maybe we talked about w- with like Bowser's Fury. I hope this is indicative of like maybe whatever Generation Nine is going to end up being, and not I, I hope and so. not just like a one time spinoff. I mean, I I don't want everything. Like if we lose strong and agile moves, that that's okay. If we lose like alpha Pokemon, take it or leave it. But like the seamless battles very very good the crafting take it or leave it but like the seamless battles the free camera the ability to explore a little bit yeah very very nice i will say another thing that i won't even say if it's good or bad this is not a baby game like i i think the most most indicative thing of that is that they aged up the protagonist the protagonist in this game is not 10 years old you are 15 in this game yeah yeah and that's super interesting to me like, I'm just fascinated by why they would make that decision. Like, 15 versus 10. But, like, it kind of shows. Like, they show you the type chart. They, like... Yeah. I, I you, you can get into a battle where, like, there are three Pokemon attacking your one Pokemon. You can get into that. Like, this is not... This game doesn't really hold your hand. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I have... You know, I My Pokemon are fainting a lot in this game. Like, it maybe. I mean, I guess you kind of set your difficulty because at any point you can return to camp and heal. Like, there's a fast travel. But, I, you know, I don't want to. So that makes the game a little harder. There's a little more of an endurance to it. it you, even, you know, even in a favorable matchup, your Pokemon is not going to survive more than three hits, typically. So, yeah, I mean, like, when I encountered that level 4 Rapidash, I tried to catch it, right? Like, I tried to yeah. weaken it destroy my entire team i tried to run away right and it like hypnotized me and put me to sleep and it started attacking me i barely got away right like and it was yeah i I have not died in this game yet but interestingly i have run out of usable pokemon uh you don't white out in this game if you run out of you just start getting attacked (laughs) yeah you you have to run away and i think that's really neat i love it because you can still do stuff you can still catch new pokemon when you have no usable pokemon in this game i think that's really neat yeah i really I, i have a lot good to say about the structure of this game but like it is a really bland, boring open world, and all the environments look very similar. And it'd be nice to have a few more towns to visit, like a few more things to see. Well, so how how much time have you put into it, Connor? Because do you think that maybe this stuff will open up more as you play? I have seen all but one area. I I think I'm okay. a four star research survey core or whatever. Also, yeah. I love the Attack on Titan vibe of the survey. I was gonna core. say, I was just gonna say, yeah, like that's yeah. that's so funny to me. I it's got to be intentional, right? Like, there's a very Monster Hunter slash Attack on Titan feel to this game that I really like. Yeah, I mean, it's decidedly not dreary and dark, right? Because no, but you Pokemon, are like, but... yeah, well, sorta. It's not dreary and dark, but it is like you are like the only competent person in this world of morons. Yeah, it is kind of silly, too, because it's just like, what, the rest of you can't just throw Pokeballs? It's just, yeah. like, what? <laughs> okay. I mean, granted, that character has, they got a strong arm. <laughs> I guess, but, like, it's funny, because you, like, drop in at the beginning of the game from the future, presumably, and, yeah, and they, you just run they, around. There's and, a line somebody says, you catch, like, no one has ever caught a team I know, of six I was just like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> You just go around and catch three Pokemon, and everyone's like, "Whoa, that's like unreal!" <laughs> yeah, they say that. Yeah, one of the throwaway lines at the beginning is like, "Theoretically, you could take six Pokemon into the field with you." Not that anyone's ever done it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I don't know, dude. It's so funny. 
There's also there's some fun stuff here where like you it, finding the finding the unknown. Like as a kid, I made a point to catch every every letter of unknown, thinking that I would get something for it. And no, you don't get anything for it in the old games. I don't know if you get anything for it in this game, but the unknown are actually hidden around the world, and like you get hints as to their location, and that's really cool. That's I really think. cool. Yeah. And there there's another thing. I think I think it's going to be Spiritum. But they give you like a magic tablet, and with the tablet you can see these like little will o' the wisp things, and you have to collect them, and that's interesting. That's just more stuff in the open world, and I think that this is a game that benefits a lot from that. Yeah, I don't know. Also, they don't waste your time in this game in a lot of ways. the The mounts in this game, you, you start getting mounts. Spoiler alert: they're very fast, and that's very nice. You can move around this map. I never feel like I'm annoyed that I have to walk across the map. It's pretty. The movement feels good. It's fast. I got no complaints. Yeah, it, it, it on that front. It's very, it's very promising. I'm looking forward to finally getting the chance to digging into it. But I, I'm pleased with what it is. I think. Yeah, I de- Yeah, my own, my only thing is like, if if you got sixty bucks and like Pokemon a lot, this is a good game to buy. If you're on the edge, I, I don't know so much because it it does feel like an experiment. Like, it kind of feels like paying sixty dollars for Bowser's Fury. Mm. which I would have done, but it doesn't feel like a full game. It, it feels like the bones of a game, you know? But yeah, very much looking forward to what this might pave the way to. Yeah. Yeah, Bowser's Fury is a very good analog for it. Mike, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I dug back into Minecraft again. It's a good game. Domeblock been... has uh, made me Are spend you... several hours just breeding chickens. You're playing Stoneblock 2, right? Yeah, Stoneblock 2. Yeah. It looks interesting. I something that kind of drove me away. So actually, you should tell what Stone Block is real quick because that's not one everybody's going to. Stone Block starts you in a world of stone. You you start in a cavern, and you have a torch, and your fist. And there's like no resources, right? There's no like, resources in Stone Block itself. Everything it's I've had, if I've had to dig out of the mining dimension or. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's why I was hesitant to do Stone Block when you when you invited me to join was that like. I like exploring in Minecraft, even if I like the factory stuff, I like exploring, but I, I, I saw you playing and I was like, this can't be right. There's, this is like a cave he's exploring in, but that was, that was you in the mining dimension. Yeah. So, the mining dimension's all caves. Yeah. So it is interesting. So is there like a mining dimension instead of like another dimension or something? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, is it really instead of the nether? Yeah, there is no nether. You have to, I believe, create the biome with factories. <laughs> interesting it's just wild to me like minecraft is such like a template like it could really just become whatever it's it's wild i i consider each mod pack i play just a complete separate game at this point yeah minecraft really java minecraft feels like an engine that other people are making games with at this point and i think it's really neat super cool because stone block and sky block are like very similar yeah sort of same concept really it seems like Skyblock is, or Sky Factory, I guess, is the popular one right now. Is more interested in trees, and Stoneblock seems more interested in chickens. I don't really know why. I mean, chickens are just part of the mod pack. Yeah, they, I love it. I I never expected to get caught in a gotcha game that involved me breeding chickens. Yeah, so he's breeding all these chickens. I was watching the stream earlier today. All the chickens lay different resources. What? Okay. Yeah, so like if you need diamonds, you have to raise a diamond chicken because yeah. there are no diamonds in this world. It's all yeah, just you, stone. You can mine them, but it's way faster to just 
raise a chicken to do it for me. And to mine them, you would have to be in the mining dimension. Yeah. There are no resources at all in the normal dimension other than stone. Are there like monsters and stuff? Yeah. Everything normal spawns. So you just in a giant cave? Like I'm trying to yeah. envision yeah. it. Okay. Not even a cave. You have to dig out the cave. Interesting. Yeah. You, you start with just like a tiny little like three by three cavern, right? Like three by three by three. Something like that. Yeah. And you have to expand it by digging it. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to hop on the server or not. I, I'm I'm itching for a mod pack myself recently, but I I don't know that stone block is really appealing to me too much because I, I don't know. If I wanted to do like, it feels like a factory stuff sort of thing. And if I wanted to do the factory stuff, I'm just going to play Dyson Sphere or Factorio or something. Yeah, I, I don't think I've dug into factory yet. Like the yeah. majority of what I've been doing is just basic automation to enable my chicken production better. Yeah. But I, I've, you know, I watched a little bit of it. I liked what I saw. It looked, it looked interesting. All right. Uh, I guess I can go next. So I did play a little of Pokemon, right? And I did play a little of Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves collection as well. Uh, I think I played like around three or four hours of Uncharted. And let me just tell you, Uncharted 4 is a fantastic game. Like, and it's so great to play it on PlayStation 5 at 60 frames per second. They even have 120 frames per second mode as well that I dabbled with, and the game feels so incredible at that frame rate. Mm -hmm. And so this game, it it packages together Uncharted 4 and Uncharted A Lost Legacy uh, together. And if you own either of them, it's only a $10 upgrade for both of them. So in addition to the frame rate and resolution changes, they've made like slight graphical improvements as well, like improved draw distance and that sort of thing. So it's just Uncharted again, right? Like, and, and just playing through this game again, right? Like, I love Uncharted. It's one of my favorite series. And I guess slight spoilers for Uncharted 4, right? Like, Uncharted 4 is the end of Nathan Drake's story. But playing through this game, like, I just had the thought, like, I really don't care. Just make another Uncharted game. Make Uncharted 5. I'll be there. Like, please. Like, I just need more Uncharted games. Yeah, I I definitely think that Uncharted is Naughty Dog's best property. I I love the Uncharted games so much. Yeah. I honestly, it's funny. I couldn't tell you what happens in any individual game, but, like, I love them all. I love all four of them. Well, yeah. I, I haven't played... I even like the Vita one. What was that? Golden, Golden Abyss. Abyss, yeah. That was a different studio, but it was pretty fun. And yet, like, Uncharted can work without Nathan Drake, right? Like, they proved that with Uncharted The Lost Legacy, but it's not the same. Like, I, I Uncharted The Lost Legacy is a fine game, but Nathan Drake, I really believe, is what makes Uncharted. Yeah, so, like, he's so lovable. He's just... Yeah, like, uh, who is it? Nolan North, right? Like, he just nails it. He just absolutely nails it. Like, he was born to be Nathan Drake. Like... Yeah. And, and... And he's great too, but like Sullivan and Elena, they're like all so classic at this point. Like I just get a big smile on my face whenever they enter the story. It's just like I love these characters. Like and 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 like the soundtrack too. Oh yeah, the soundtrack is and just just everything about those games. Like I'm in love with. And it's just like yeah, it had the, these games had their time in the sun, right? Like they were a shining beacon in the somewhat bleak ps3 era i think yeah and obviously we got like a massive like finisher with uncharted 4 and like us a, a sort of follow-up with the lost Le- legacy but like i'm so ready for another new uncharted like it's it's and i'm totally fine with them 
like contriving some story reason to get Nate back into it, or or even if it takes place like some time in the past, right? Like, I I honestly I would I, it's a played out trope. I would be fine with a next generation, like it's it's their daughter doing stuff, and yeah. like if Nathan is in it, but you're not playing as him, like it's not his story, but he's in it. Yeah, I guess I'd trust Naughty Dog to do that. It's just that like I have such a detachment to Nathan Drake, like I. I would definitely miss his presence if that were the case, but like at this yeah, point, I would definitely want him to be there. Yeah, but I I wouldn't need it to be about him. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I mean, I, yeah. Like he could even be like he could be the Sully. Like yeah. At this point, I'm just like just give me Uncharted Five. <laughs> like I yeah. I just need it. <laughs> it's just, even I Uncharted is one of those games that I I would play it well into it not being good anymore. Like if they just kept making them. It's just, yeah, it, I think, uh, well, I don't know. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, if Naughty Dog doesn't make Uncharted 5, which I think is the likely outcome here, I, I'm going to be a little hesitant because I think the combination of Naughty Dog Uncharted is a magical thing. But I am willing to give it a shot, at least, to see what I, I, I mean, have you, you played Golden Abyss, right? I played it for a little bit. I didn't beat it, but I did enjoy what I played, for sure. I beat it, and I liked it, and I thought the ending was a little stupid, but it it, it lost a lot of points because they made it be a showcase for the PS Vita, Yeah, and it had to do a bunch of, like, dumb touchscreen, back touchscreen stuff. I believe that was Sony Bend. Yeah, they did a good job, though, and it, I mean, gorgeous game as well. For the PS Vita, I remember, like, being shocked at how good that game looked. Yeah. And it it is an interesting thing too, because like, I think Microsoft is making a an Indiana Jones exclusive now, right? Like, and that's basically just Uncharted, right? Like, it is, yeah. So I it it I think it would be a good idea, Sony, if you you know, if you kept up with Uncharted, you know, it'd be a good competitor for that sort of thing. And plus, there's nothing quite like Uncharted, right? Like, yes, yeah, Sony makes a bunch why. of like you know, narrative-based third-person games, but there's nothing quite like Uncharted. No, they're, they're, nothing does it quite as well. Tomb Raider tried. The, the Tomb Raider reboot. Tomb Raider and it, is good. I enjoy those games, yeah, it's but they're not Uncharted. in a lot of ways. It is... I, I will go as far as to say that the Tomb Raider games, like, are really good, but they are not as good as Uncharted. Not quite. Yeah. Uncharted... They, they, they lose a lot of points for... Uh, being modern AAA games that have to have the stupid crafting and have to have the stupid progression and yeah, Uncharted's just got that special sauce and I and yeah. I I hope it they're comes extremely back. focused on what they do well and what they do well they do really really well yeah and it's not like like I said it's not like you're you're like captivated by the story or whatever right it's just like you just feel good playing it right like it just feels like an adventure it really no game does set pieces like. Uncharted well, that, yeah, we've covered that over and over on the podcast, but like, yeah, but I, I will belabor the point. Like, yeah. it, that it needs to be said. Uncharted yeah. three. Yeah, that was just I jaw on the floor the entire time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the set set pieces in four are more subdued, but like, it's they still are. like absolutely the wild. better in four than it is in three. Yeah, though, for sure. The story, like, and I love what they do with Nate's character because you can relate, right? Like, we can. I think we can all relate to a degree now. Like we've gotten older, and like we yeah, sort of I dream about I the past. Climb up a right? train like I used well, to. You know, after but like in the sense that, like, I got I I only played like the beginning few sections, but like 
that part at the beginning where Nate's on the couch with Elena and Nate's like, oh, so tell me about your day. And then Elena starts telling him about his her day. And then he just sort of zones out and he looks at that picture of like Libertalia or whatever. And he's just like staring at it and he can just, he's, you know, like he's seeing the adventurer's head and like he can't hear what she's saying. And then she pokes him and is like, hey, what was I talking about? And you actually, you know, had the option of like responding, like you have a choice. But like, yeah, I, it's, it's, I, it's that sort of yeah. thing where like, that yearning for adventure, like I, I having can, lived in a pandemic for two years, makes it very easy to miss your old life. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, like I, I definitely gained an appreciation for that particular moment and character beat that I did not have the first time I played this game. Yeah. Um. So I, I think Uncharted Four is a very special game. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to replaying it if I can find the freaking time. I was actually, I was looking at Uncharted 4 on the shelf earlier today, thinking about playing it again. I might have to do that. I need to buy a new PS4 controller. Legacy of Thieves comes out on PC, like, this week, I'm pretty sure. Wait, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I gotta look, I gotta look at that. I will just do that then. I think it's like 40 or $50 for both games. That's crazy. I was I was thinking that, uh, yeah, I haven't even played, uh, the other one. Lost Lost Legacy is very good. It's very good. No, it's not. It doesn't have a release date on Steam. It just says planned release date 2022. It's coming out soon, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. God, I will have to play that, though. Yeah. That that sucks that I'm going to have to pay. Although I won't be paying that much more than I would have paid just for Lost Legion or Lost Legacy. Yeah. Lost Legion. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Just a a really lovely trip down memory lane playing Uncharted 4. Um, Do either of you have anything else? Um, nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm not far enough into either. I played a bit of Astroneer and I played a bit of Fortnite, but I don't think I have. I haven't finished Astroneer yet in Fortnite. Yeah, I've been. And you I've haven't finished Fortnite yet. So. Hard. No. Now, Fortnite, I, I had to play Fortnite because the besties did an episode on it recently about how good it is. And I will say, like, Fortnite's a good game. Fortnite was always a good game, but it is annoying to me in a lot of ways. Like, Sitting in the lobby and having either down like that, I hate that song. Like the the people the, dancing the and default the music dance, that huh? The default dance. Yeah, people do that all the time, and I hate that. Like it's just very annoying in the lobbies and everything. Fortnite, Fortnite like, like a boomer. I mean, like for, I know, to be fair, but, like Fortnite is like Gen Z in its purest form. I think. Well, I will say like. I think the dancing, like, that that, that dancing and stuff annoys me. What doesn't annoy me is the fact that, like, this game is wild. Like, th- th- there's, I don't know if it's permanent, but right now you can get Spider-Man's gloves in this game, yeah. and you can, like, web-swing around, and it, it, it feels is insane. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and you can, like, run around as, like, Naruto and, like, the oh, music from I'm Naruto still, plays. Like, I'm pretty early, like, I'm not... I've only played a few rounds, so I'm pretty sure I'm still mostly playing bots because I've gotten a few wins and I'm not very good at the game. Yeah, that's definitely bots. Yeah, but like it does. I know some of them are definitely players like you you can tell the difference when that when they can actually hit you when they're shooting. And it's really cool to like get pinned by another player and like be able to web sling your way out of it and like get behind them and get the kill. Like that feels crazy i, and I feel also, like that's like, not like any semblance of balance has been thrown out the window probably no yeah well the balance is that the, the gloves are not very hard to find they're everywhere i have not played a single game where i didn't find them 
Oh, they're an item. So it's not that yeah. you play as Spider-Man and you can swing around. Okay. No, yeah, they're an item you find. I didn't pay for Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you have to like get really high up in the battle pass to get Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I'm I don't know. I have I have some V-Bucks from the last time I played Fortnite. And if I like get high enough level in the battle pass, I'll probably buy it to have Spider-Man, but I just it's just so surreal like seeing all these games and properties in Fortnite, right? Like you can run around as Kratos and then Kratos whips out like an AK forty seven and guns. And shoots Master Chief. Like, it's just like what is happening? And Batman melees Kratos with his bat his bat pickaxe or whatever. It's so strange, man. And then Rick and Morty's there. No, I I'm weird... all for all that. I think <laughs> that's hilarious and cool. Yeah. And like the custom game mode stuff is pretty neat too. I took a look at it. Like, there's a lot. It's not just a battle royale anymore. There's a lot going on. I didn't play the Among Us knockoff because I think the odds of me getting annoyed at children is like 100% if I were to random matchmake an Among Us game mode. Are you telling me you're not already annoyed at children? I mean, I guess I am, but like, not as much as I would be if I had to talk to them. All it took work was a couple months and a couple years in suburbia. Connor, I, I love that hey i like the kids in my neighborhood they're all pretty cool connor's sitting on his on his porch yelling at the kids as they i don't talk to them and they don't talk to me and that's the ideal relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> for me and the neighborhood kids to have <laughs> so but no nah, the kids in my neighborhood don't annoy me at all it's just i think on Fortnite, this, this story would be different oh yeah for sure or really any online like shooter <laughs> to be honest i think if i i think if i'm playing among us with my friends and they call me sus that's funny if i have to hear children say it to me i'd be annoyed oh yeah that'd probably yeah. be the only thing you hear yeah all right uh, i think you know, it would be the first time i've been called a sussy baka i think uh we did we actually did end up talking about fortnite which is really funny to me but uh, you're not talking about among us <laughs> Ain't that just the way? <laughs> all right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Please click the link in the description of the podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.